0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Good afternoon to you. A beautiful afternoon. Yeah. It yes. is football weather. The campus yes. is electric. People have been here all night I mean, all night. They started coming in yesterday morning. RV people, of course, that's the way they do in the SEC. And if you come into campus, folks, uh, it's starting to pile up now on the perimeters I got here about, I don't know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour ago, T. Me but I mean, you you were just getting in pretty good, but you could start to thicken it up on all the college, Cade yeah. and Dan Ripple. So. Come on in, folks. It is a beautiful day today, and a perfect day for a late game, T. Bob, because this is the kind of weather you just want to be outside—football weather. And as uh, some people say, this is flask and brown water.
2: I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't get any better than this. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this LSU home schedule up to this point, uh, no disrespect to the opponents, but there hasn't been much there. There hasn't been something that you can really right. sink your teeth into, get very excited about. It, and Deke, when you look at this game tonight, there are storylines long in the making storylines that have recently developed storylines that contain like the entire history of both programs and storylines that are very personal. When you Mm -hmm. look at something like coach O and his history at Ole Miss, I mean, the matchup tonight could not be better. What's shocking to me, the first time that these two teams squared off, this will be the 105th time they played. The first time these two teams played was 1894, 1894, 120 years ago. What's wild about that is, is when you think about this last 120-odd years, you're looking at what is arguably, I think, the most rapid expansion, development, evolution in human history, and yet despite it all, LSU versus Ole Miss football, it was there. It was there when plastic was invented, right? It was there when cars were invented, when airplanes were invented, the radio and the TV, then finally the Internet. Now we all carry phones that have the entirety of human knowledge in our pockets everywhere we go, Deke, and throughout it all. LSU Ole Miss was there and here in 2016 it's back and you got two ranked teams you got a night game in Death Valley I'm expecting it to be 100,000 plus tonight in Tiger Stadium packed it, it, it's an incredible environment and Deke when you talk about an eight o'clock kickoff for as and as Saturday night in Death Valley is. Rarely do we get to play this late into the night, Mm -hmm. and I think it's only appropriate considering the kind of Halloween implications that this game has had in the past, that it would go late into the night towards the witching hour. This is only the 10th time that LSU will have an 8 p.m. kickoff, and it's the 105th time that they'll be squaring off against the Ole Miss Rebels. So I, I could not be more excited. And then really, Deke, this also kicks off what will be one of the toughest, greatest challenges and potentially one of the wildest rides that this program will ever go through when you look at the month of november and what lies ahead no
1: doubt about it when you look at the numbers they are all there lsu has the toughest back end of a schedule uh certainly in this season and when it comes down to it depending on where teams are ranked everyone is a top 25 depending on what happens today between auburn and arkansas they could be as high as 15 and yeah. then looking at florida alabama and texas a&m you're looking possibly to about four of the five final opponents top 10 close to top 10 certainly three will probably be top 10.
2: i mean right now when you look at a every team's ranked ahead of you Mhm a combined record of 26 and six according to ESPN it is the toughest schedule remaining in the entire country and as intimidating as that may be and 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 although that's not ideal with that great risk with that great challenge comes great reward because if you are able to navigate that gauntlet if you're able to accomplish those goals then you'll go down in history I I know we mentioned it before the bards the minstrels they'll sing of your deeds for years to come and if you're coach O You get the job of your dreams, and that's what's on the line tonight, and that's where we start to get into some of, even when we narrow our focus, we get into the the personal storyline, Sadiq, for Coach O, this is a redemption tale. This is a redemption tale still in the making, and we don't know yet how it ends, yet he's hoping for a happy end, and If he's going to accomplish that happy ending, it's going to begin today with his former team, his stay in Ole Miss and Oxford's well-documented it was not pleasant. Mm-mm. He said he'd like to forget it. He was a huge learning experience. However, it also kind of sunk it, damned his hopes of ever getting another head coaching opportunity, or at least that's what it looked like. But here he is, another interim job after getting passed over at USC. He's now at LSU. And what he does over these next five games, that will ultimately decide what his fate is and how this redemption story ends. Well,
1: anytime you get marquee matchups like this, the who's who of recruits comes out. Mike Scarborough gives us an update in a few moments. Also, we'll talk about one of LSU's uh, opponents, opponents coming down the stretch, uh, Auburn and Arkansas. They battle today. Arkansas comes up uh, in a few weeks, so we'll talk to Trey Biddinger and get a preview on that one, as Auburn is pretty much in the same shape as LSU. They have one conference loss and one non-conference loss against a very good team. Clemson, that one, LSU, of course, the non-conference loss to Wisconsin. Well, also talk to Hugh Kellenberger, sports editor and columnist for the Jackson Clarion Ledger, to get a take on the Ole Miss Rebels. Parish Offer for the Ole Miss uh, Daily Journal will be with us to give us more on Ole Miss. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com and Louisiana Network Sports Director will be with us on the program, and also senior writer at TigerBay.com, Brian Lazar. We'll go ahead and take a quick timeout and come back. We'll get with Mike Scarborough at TigerBay.com. Start digging into this history between LSU and Ole Miss. The gentleman next to me was in one of the more bizarre games in the history of this matchup. We'll look at some record numbers and uh, when this game was played in mississippi very few times uh, first of all during the series was it uh, played in oxford it was in jackson there's been games in vicksburg meridian all over so we're looking at deep history and one of our very own has the all-purpose yard record from the line of scrimmage, from an Ole Miss standpoint, that being Deuce McAllister. Oh. So he we got was, a lot was to get to. shocked to learn that, Deke. Yes, didn't know yeah. that. Man got so many records. He's shocked to learn we got to know. All right, we'll come back and get you started. It's game day. A beautiful game day. Football weather is arrived here on the LSU campus. The Tigers and Ole Miss, eight ten kickoff tonight here on WWL. And welcome back, along with T. Bob Bear, I'm Deke Belovir. This afternoon, it is LSU and Ole Miss, and the big matchups like this, especially conference games you start to see big-time recruits come in on on unofficials. Every now and then there's an official one, depending on how far the state or young man may be. But Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com is here with us now. Mike, I would imagine uh, you've got a pretty good tout sheet there of uh, some high-ranking recruits, maybe some that have already pledged commitments to LSU for 17 and those LSU is uh, actively recruiting currently that will be on campus today.
3: Yeah, one of the
4: biggies is Jacoby Stevens from uh, Tennessee, Uh, Austin Thomas, LSU's player personnel director, uh, he at he, one time he was commitment it, it decommitted and once Austin Thomas was brought back to LSU from USC uh, LSU made a strong showing he recommitted to LSU and even with uh, the termination of Les Miles he stayed in the committed category and I, I, I think that's a big positive the fact that he's come in for an unofficial visit today uh, great weather there'll be another nice group of guys there as far as uh, the committed players in-state, um, and we'll have a full accounting of those guys uh, later this evening once we verify that they actually showed up. But it's, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what this, you know, the interim staff does with visits for future LSU games. Um, you know, normally this time of year you would, you know, pick a few games and you'd have some uh, some official visitors, um, but I think that they're probably going to hold off uh, of using any of the annual official visits that uh, the NCAA allows uh, so that the new coaching staff can then move forward and, and, and get acquainted because you burn official visit with an interim staff, uh, then that visit's not there available for a new staff.
1: Mike, generally historically since we have got to the new age, you know, recruiting is so widespread now and it's, it's just you can put it up on your phone. It's, it's right in your face all the time. LSU and Ole Miss Ole Miss has had some success in Louisiana, but they, they really haven't had a lot of head or many head-to-head battles as far as recruits. Now, Ole Miss kind of may be a situation they offer kids that fit their scheme better, especially now under Hugh Freeze dating back to Coach O, and then now when you talk about here in Baton Rouge. But there are some recruits that both schools are recruiting. But when it comes to head-to-head, it's, it's almost like LSU and Ole Miss, LSU State, they don't really battle each other for, for recruits, and not like Alabama and I mean, even A and M in the Houston area. Why why do you think that is? Is something?
4: Um, it, it's I just don't think that that Ole Miss is uh, a brand name has, has ever been really able to, to take hold. Now, you know they've got uh, you know McDowell from Covington mm-hmm. uh, that LSU looked at strong but di- didn't offer, and he's been a, in a good player for You know if if you go back. Uh, when when LSU was really having some struggles, I wouldn't say struggles, but where Ole Miss was popping up in, in the recruiting uh, mm-hmm. battles against LSU, it was back when Ed Orgeron was there and, and, yep. and Frank Wilson, um, and, and some of the kids that were that year. I remember uh, Keelan Williams being a, a, a big uh, drawn-out uh, battle, um, but in the end, LSU ended up getting everybody they wanted. Um, but there have been some times where LSU passed on some kids that maybe they should have offered. That Ole Miss ended up getting, who performed very well against Tigers, uh, the Tigers whenever they faced each other.
2: Talking to Mike Scarborough here on the Gulf Coast Bank of Trust Tiger Tailgate Show, publisher and recruiting analyst for Tiger Bay. Follow him at Scarborough Mike on Twitter. And Mike, getting to the game tonight, uh, a few different matchups that I, I've kind of keyed in on. Be it you know the LSU front seven against Ole Miss's offensive line, uh, the Ole Miss wide receivers versus LSU secondary, uh, and the LSU O-line versus the defensive front seven Ole Miss. Uh, My question to you is, which matchup do you believe, uh, position group-wise, will be most telling when it comes to deciding the outcome of this match?
4: Well, I I think – you know, you, you, something's got to give. You know, LSU leads the country in touchdowns allowed. So you, you've got uh, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the country and uh, best in the, in, the, in the SEC And Kelly. Um, you know, getting pressure on him and, and making him uh, not be as effective is going to be a challenge. And so if, if he's got time to throw and, you know, you, you've seen what their tight end can do to people, um, LSU's defensive backs, are um, certainly going to get challenged as well. But, um, you know, uh, to me it, it, it's how, how much can you get pressure on him. And the flip side of it is, is I, I have a hard time seeing th- their defensive line. Uh, they've got a decent defensive line, that some guys that can bring pressure, but their inability to stop the run is a big problem. And, I, and yeah. I, you get Fournette back in what Geis has been doing. And it's also going to be – I'm anxious to see how they handle the rotation and the touches tonight of the running backs with the, the, the last couple of games that Geis has carried in Fournette's uh, 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 absence. Um, you know, that's going to be a tricky situation. Um, to me, you've got to keep uh, getting uh, Geis involved just because he's been – he's performed so well.
2: Yeah, and I, I guess then to stick on that real quick, Mike, for a second, in the past – I always got the feeling that uh, Leonard Fournette getting the like high twenty number of carries, about like 28, 25 carries, that felt like a very kind of top-down decision, that, that was a uh, an order coming from Coach Miles. Uh, do you know if that was the case? Am I off base? And do you expect it to be differently tonight? Um, I, I think your hunch is probably right. You know, you
4: know you, you know,
2: you you hear all sorts of things in the recruiting
4: process, and you know, you're going to be our guy. We're going to feature you throughout your career. Yeah. You know, there's just, you know, things that get said. But I think, you know, I think he's such a competitor. And now that, you know, the the Heisman is not uh, a, a thing, um, I don't know that Fournette wouldn't embrace the, an even uh, distribution of, of care of, of touches. So, um, but and I know the, the, the teammates – you know, certainly don't want Geist to all of a sudden to be relegated uh, to a smaller number of carries
2: um, because um,
4: I think they're behind him yeah. as well as Leonard and wanted to see him to get his chances.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it only makes them better. Does Jabar Jalouk, I know Coach O made a lot about uh, delegating the substitutions to the position coaches, empowering them in that way. Will Jabar Jalouk be the one who's deciding uh, that, that that ratio?
4: I would think so. Um, you know, but who, you know who, who's out there on the first offensive series, and how does that get? It, 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 you know, that, that's putting put them be, both out there. Yeah, it's it, true. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very, a very interesting uh, deal, but it's a great problem to have, and, and I, I think that that's where the difference in the football game is going to be. I, I think LSU wins this one by, by, by ten points or so.
1: Mike Scarborough TigerBait.com is here with us now. Mike, it's a big day today, huge day in the conference, obviously a big day on campus here, a lot of recruits. Let everybody know how they can get the information, the most comprehensive information on the Bayou
4: Bingo. Yeah, go to TigerBait.com. Our message boards are fantastic. Our Tiger did premium message board. We blog it throughout the game. Uh, a lot of times we'll have uh, information uh, pregame as to who we've seen on the sideline as far as unofficial visitors. And so – You know, last week we uh, broke the news that Dylan Moses was there. So um, that was uh, a a nice uh, visit considering he he committed Alabama a few weeks prior. So uh, that that one isn't over. That's soap opera.
1: Mike, now uh, down the stretch, two weeks left in the regular season in the prep side of things, and they'll get to the playoffs. And, of course, that's, that's a time, obviously, when you have that after the regular season, coaches really hit the hotbed for LSU. It would be after uh, Thanksgiving and uh, moving forward to signing day, which LSU stands to have a good class. What, yeah. what do they need What do they need to close with, Mike? I mean, we, we, we tend to sign, I think it's human nature, to look at the best out there so far. But what do they need from a need standpoint in uh, this class?
4: Uh, defensive front seven. I, they need to finish with a couple of more defensive linemen. Uh, we, we did a, a feature on Phil Mathis from Neville a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a shot to, to qualify academically, but he's got some work to do. Uh, you know, LSU has made a lot of recruiting effort with him. Isaiah Bugs from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is a guy who everybody wants. To me, he's a must sign at defensive end. Um, and a couple more linebackers, whether it's getting Dylan Moses uh, to flip, uh, Chris Allen from Southern Lab. um, And then you you start talking about some other safeties, uh, you know, uh, Todd Harris from Plaquemine, um, you know, some guys like that. And we'll see if they can bring another running back in the fold, whether it's a a, a marquee guy like Cam Akers Akers from uh, Mississippi or if uh, Travis Achen from Jennings. Uh, who they brought in for unofficial visits for two games already this season. Uh, one, he was once committed at Texas A&M, backed off of that. Um, I, I think they need to get another running back this year. I, I don't know if they can go with just signing one. And uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from Capulacan, I think, I think they need to get, get a, another one. And then we'll see about the, a tight end. Um, you can look at the roster and where those guys fall. Uh, as far as classification, you can see where another tight end is needed.
1: Mike, now LSU, a hefty, I guess you'd say, this line started out about three on Sunday. Now it's pushed to about six. LSU and Ole Miss, uh, your thoughts, uh, your take on what's going to transpire tonight and your prediction.
4: Yeah, I I just think LSU's running game is going to be too much. LSU's, I think, what is it, six of the last seven at home against Ole Miss, they've won. Um, You know, looking at uh, uh, some of the Ole Miss media, I think just about all of them are picking LSU to win this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, but – uh, you know, there's just a whole lot lot of storyline here. Co- of course, Coach Orgeron having coached at Old Miss and um, late kickoff, 8 o'clock. I think the weather's fantastic. The crowd's going to be uh, hopping in the stadium. And uh, I think – but I do think it, it'll be a, a good one for a while, and, and I, you know, we'll see if the fans stay uh, all the way through the, to, to the end.
1: Mike, again, let everybody know how to keep up with you on social media, Facebook, all that stuff, and hit the site.
4: Yeah, go to TigerBait.com. On Twitter, I'm at Scarborough Mike. Facebook, just type in TigerBait.com into the search box. It'll pull you up, pull it up. Hit the like button and uh, make it so you get uh, all our, our alerts as soon as they happen. And we've got cell phone apps, too. Go to the iOS store, Rivals.com, and the uh, Android uh, Play Store. You can get our app, which loads very quick. And we've got it all for you at TigerBait.com.
1: Mike Scarborough. Mike, thank you so much. Enjoy the game.
4: Hey, you guys, too. Thanks.
1: All right, and of course in the SEC, uh, South Carolina uh, jumped out to a big lead uh, earlier in the uh, day-to-day. They were one of the first games uh, to kick off an early kickoff at Williams-Brice Stadium uh, in Columbia as uh, the st- uh, Gamecocks step out of conference today, trying to up that three-and-four, their record to three-and-four, in which they uh, will. And that game has gone fine. Actually, UMass made a push, outscoring uh, the Gamecocks 14-0 in the fourth quarter, but it's uh, South Carolina beating uh, Mass- UMass today, 34-28. Coming up at 4 p.m., it's Arkansas 17. 17- ranked Hawks fresh off a victory over Ole Miss. Uh, their third straight, they are at 21st-ranked Auburn. And Auburn, remember, their lone conference loss was to Texas A&M earlier this season. Mississippi State is at Kentucky this evening. If Kentucky's going to have aspirations uh, aspiration to get to a bowl, looking at their remaining schedule down the back end, this would be a game that they ha- probably have to win. Tennessee is at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, Anytime they can beat an SEC East foe, it's a big deal. And it was a big one last week as they went between the hedges and knocked off the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Tennessee State oh, is at Vanderbilt Kirby's this smart. evening. And Ole Miss here is in Baton Rouge against the LSU Tigers. Trey Biddy of hogsports.com, still yet to come later in the season, LSU will take on the Arkansas Razorbacks, and that takes place on November the 12th in uh, uh, Fayetteville. Trey Biddy of hogsports joins us now. And, Trey, looking at this, and, you know, because of where Auburn is and Arkansas is right now, and I just sometimes, you you know, hey, they're Vegas for a reason, but mm-hmm. to see Arkansas go into, uh, you know, Jordan head today and be a 10-and-a-half, 11-point underdog, that was a little bit surprising to me.
3: Yeah, I think that's been one of the biggest things that's been discussed, even even more than the actual game. It's how big the line <laughs> is. But, yeah. You know, uh, a gambling aficionado will point to Auburn having a bye week. Gus Malz on to record after a bye. I think he's. Uh, he's undefeated, actually, after bye weeks, and um, you know that's that's part of it—the matchup with Arkansas's offensive line versus Auburn's defensive line. Um, the fact that they played very well at Mississippi State in their last game, and Arkansas is coming off an emotional win, uh, and for whatever reason, that always seems to be a reason for uh, for dropping a team in uh, in the point spread. Plus, you get you know three to four point swing for being at home, but I do think it is a high line. I think I think a lot of people. Um, feel that way but it seems to just keep going up it's up to 11 now the last
1: time i looked you know one thing trey and, and, and he did this he being coach Bielerman when he was at wisconsin they they ran the ball basically 76 percent of the time over there probably a little more than that and uh you know then he kind of opened things up when he was able to get russell wilson uh they had tune over there so, so they've had some good skill people but they were always among not only the big 10 but the nation's elite and pass efficiency and that's one thing Mm -hmm. that when you look at it sometimes it's not so much quantity it's quality and when arkansas has been a team that's had a little more balance we know he likes to run the football they've been very good in efficiency and that's the case right now they lead this conference have have they gotten more balanced this season? Is that, dude, do they don't have, a, a, a you know, I guess a stable of backs like they've had in the past, like Williams and Davis and so forth? Or is this a part of him, you know, evolving to what he wants to be in that offense to help him recruit more, that we're not just a running team with big linemen. we got a team that can pass the football. I mean, right now they're tops in the conference in efficiency, number one.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's just playing to your strengths. You know, Arkansas has a lot of new starters on the offense line, younger guys. Uh, they're starting to come together, and what you saw last week, they ran the ball very well. They ran for 200 yards against Ole Miss and really ran for 224, but just 24 yards of losses on the final drive to take the clock down. Uh, but throwing the ball, Austin Allen's been very good. You look at the receivers, there's, you know, uh, three senior receivers, four senior receivers, and three of them are all playing very, very well. Dominic Reed's starting to come on. Jared Cornelius has been very good, a junior. So I, I think that's really where their strengths lies is passing the ball, but they're starting to bring things together, running the ball. They do have backs. Raleigh Williams went for 180 yards last week. He's leading the SEC and rushing right now. Um, and Devall Whaley, who was a true freshman, who was the number one ranked running back out of Texas, number five ranked running back prospect in the country last year, is slowly getting more and more involved. Uh, the last two games he's had uh, 11 carries in each of those games. Well, excuse me, not the Alabama game, but the, uh, the one before that. Alabama, I think he only had four carries, but uh, he's starting to get more and more involved. He's very explosive and very talented. He's going to end up being uh, a really good, a really, really good player in this conference before th- everything's said and done, probably by the end of the season. So, I think it's just a matter of they want to run the ball but they haven't had as much success as they have throwing the ball so that's that's why you see more balance
2: and talking to Trey Biddy of hogsports.com and uh you mentioned Austin Allen Trey and he's been spectacular this season uh Deke talked about the efficiency but 18 touchdowns six picks completing over 60 percent of his passes um I didn't uh, you know and, and granted look I don't follow the team but I did not expect this sort of success From Allen at the beginning of this year, not a lot in his first two years at Arkansas to believe that this would be the case. Uh, How surprised are, are you by what Austin Allen's been able to do this year?
3: yeah i mean I, I think with quarterbacks, you just never know what you got really until they're out there you, yeah. you know that you know better than anybody you never really you never really know um, and I think they felt Austin was going to be very good, but what he turned out to be is definitely a gamer he practices very well, but uh, I mean he when he, they give him time to throw, he can put it anywhere on the field. He's better than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be. I mean, you could use the word great because I, I think right now you can yeah. consider him right up at the top when you're talking about who's the best quarterback in the SEC right now.
2: So, well, I mean, um, that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, where does he – I mean, it's, it's Chad Kelly and then Austin Allen, right? Yeah,
3: I think most people would say that. Um, you know, in the battle last weekend between the two quarterbacks, Allen was better.
1: Trey, when you look at this matchup now today against Auburn, Auburn is a ball club that is, you know, quietly pecked away. An early season loss to Clemson and then, of course, lost to A&M. They still pretty much have everything in front of them. But this is a big one today, especially when you talk about a lot of people thinking you're still aligned to be in, inside. There's a couple, a few teams in this conference that, regardless if you're talking about a playoff, they still have several teams alive to be in one of those big six bowl games. Arkansas is one of them. And when you take Alabama out of Arkansas's equation, you know, the last three years they pretty much dominated everybody else LSU Ole Miss been there with Auburn this is a this is a big game because then you can go down the stretch and say hey look okay we're recruiting or what have you we've got into Ole Miss three straight years we got LSU coming we're going for our third there now Auburn Arkansas really has cemented themselves when you look at just the numbers that you know they hey they've been second best in the west the last few seasons
3: yeah, and really should have already had three wins over LSU in a row. But they gave up a bomb in that, that first year and lost mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, Arkansas has – I think most of – Brett's what, won 11 games of his last 14? That's pretty it's pretty. Wow. good. Um, wow. You know, and, and everybody likes to bring up, you know, his overall record, which is 23 and 22. But, as we know, he started off with just three wins that first year. It took some time to get things going. But uh, they definitely have – Improved significantly every year, and if they are able to go to Auburn and and knock off Auburn, and what is being called an upset based on the line, it would be a big upset. Uh, then things shape up pretty good for them. They their next you know two really tough games are going to be. Uh, LSU in Florida, and they get a bye week before Florida. Both those games are in Fayetteville, and their road games are Mississippi State and Missouri, two teams that they should be able to beat. So, if they can win on the road here, you know, they, they have a lot in their hands in terms of being a team that says, you know, hey, we can be one of those teams in, uh, you know, in one of those major bowls. So, uh, I think you're exactly right. This game is big for both teams because Auburn's got the same thing in the, on their plate
2: talking to Trey Biddy, hogsports.com. And, Trey, uh, I know you probably get asked this all the time, talking to LSU Arkansas. Uh, but but I do want to look at that series just to look ahead for a minute. I, I don't know why this is the case, but it seems like the Tigers always struggle against the Hogs, no matter what I mean. During my five years at LSU, the only team we had a losing record to was Arkansas. What makes it, especially when you play that game in Arkansas, what makes it so tough? Why do the Hogs always seem to get up? Why, why, why is it despite of record that they they seem to bring their best uh, against the Tigers.
3: Yeah, it, it always shapes up well for Arkansas uh, for some reason. I think part of it is getting them after Alabama. That definitely is going to play a role. I mean, that's a physical game. Um, that shouldn't be an excuse, but uh, you know, it, I think it, I think it is a little bit. I mean, Arkansas played Alabama and beat Ole Miss last weekend, but I think LSU points to that game, um, you know, uh, because it, it, in years past, it, it's really defined who wins the, the division. So, um, I think that. I wish I had a good answer uh, because I would bottle it up and sell it, but Arkansas <laughs> plays LSU very well for some reason, and I don't know. They, they seem to get up for that game. Arkansas recruits in Louisiana heavily. Um, they have some players from Louisiana that have, that have played a role. Jerry Cornelius had that big uh, touchdown run that kind of iced it last year from Louisiana, from Shreveport. Uh, that, that's possibly part of it too, but uh, if I had a better answer for that, then um, I don't know. Like I said, I would sell it.
1: Trey, let everybody know I can get the latest on LSU's future opponent and today another big battle in the West, Arkansas and Auburn. How can they get the latest on the Hogs?
3: Yeah, that's H-A-W-G sports.com, hogsports.com. Um, come on there and try us out for anybody listening. Trey, how do you think it's going to
1: shake out today, Arkansas and Auburn? in Auburn.
3: I've got Auburn 27-24 just because I think it's a coin flip, and I usually go with the home team when it's that case.
1: Trey Biddy, Hogsports.com. Trey, always a pleasure, my man. We're we'll talking a couple weeks when LSU comes over there to Fayetteville.
3: Okay. okay. All right. Bye
1: guys. Bye, guys. All right. And that's a look inside the SEC. Only one final so far. It was South Carolina over UMass 34-28. The Gamecocks are now 3-4 and four on the season. A&M is trading Alabama right now 13-0 in the second. Missouri and Middle Tennessee underway. A 5 o'clock kickoff. It's Auburn entertaining Arkansas. Tennessee State's in Nashville this evening. 6.30 p.m. kickoff against the Doors. Mississippi State is in Lexington against Kentucky. And the final game of the night. 8 p.m. a little after eight. LSU and Ole Miss. Counting yeah. you down to the Tigers and the Rebels. He's T Bob Abra on Deke Beer Get you some college scores next here on WWL. All right. You can hit T Bob at Twitter at T Bob53. And I'm at Deke Big T. Welcome back, LSU and Ole Miss. It's shade after eight tonight here in Death Valley. The Rebels and the Tigers for the one hundred and fourth meeting between these two and the great history. Of the schools now play for what is dubbed the students put it together, the Magnolia Bowl. In the 104 meetings, LSU leads the overall series against the Rebels 59-4. Forty-one to four. A lot of old timers out there know that just until last year, Oxford became the place that superseded where these two teams played the most away from Baton Rouge, and that was Jackson at Veterans Memorial Stadium, in the heart of Jackson, Mississippi. They played seventeen games here. The eighteenth game in this series was just played in Oxford a year ago. Sixty-four games have been played in Baton Rouge. Three have been played in New Orleans, and one game has been played in Meridian, and one was played in vicksburg do you know
2: that one that was played in vicksburg do I you do know not. what it was i do not it that was, was in 1896
1: there you go T-Bow. so the
2: first ever game was 1894 yeah. that was here in baton rouge old miss won 22 to 6 two years later 1896 nine years before the invention of plastic lsu headed up to vicksburg Mississippi. to be listening to this final score deke they won 12 to 4 Twelve to four, couple safeties, safeties, couple safeties on the board Man. for the Rebels.
1: <laughs> that is very interesting, T. Bob. When you look at this from a streak standpoint, the Rebels' longest streak was from 1952 to 1957. The best stretch from the Tigers was 28 to 37. And since the 2000 season, LSU pretty much dominated. They're 11 and five. They won 11 mm. of the 16 meetings since 2000. So, uh, T. Bob, when you look at the Rebels, they come into this game with three losses on the season: Florida State, Alabama, and Arkansas. All in which, though, they carried the a lead at least in the first half and the second half of most of those games Ole Miss comes in one of the highest scoring offenses in the SEC at 39.6 points per game but their defense has given up 30.3 points per game now what's key tonight in this contest two stats that are a ball club as LSU they become more balanced the last few games since the new season began to coach O but Ole Miss's opponent on average is running 80 offensive plays per contest yeah. and they are possessing the football nearly 13 minutes more per game than on Ole Miss on average which when you look at wow. it, that is not a good formula for a team whose weak suit well, is their defense because it's almost like the safest way to you know be off you know in, in a vehicle accident is not to be on the road as much the safest thing for Ole Miss's defense which isn't playing well is not to have them on the field as much their offense actually does the complete opposite they're so big play they quick they're fast they score and they don't have much time of possession the running game is okay but it's not been as good as it has been in the past and stopping the run has been a big problem for Ole Miss so LSU's greatest strength goes at Ole Miss's greatest weakness tonight.
2: yeah it's uh and and that's why I do like this game for the Tigers from a matchup standpoint look you look like like at Ole Miss does. you look at Ole Miss's greatest strength you think that wide receivers the passing game well LSU it's DBU right I mean they're known for their secondary now Deke what's shocking to me I I had not come across that time of possession stat Mm -hmm. if you're a Rebel fan and you're wondering how you blew three huge leads in the manner that you did this season I mean that's it right there complete inability to control the clock and I wrote about this in my uh pre-game article the kind of keys to the game but uh, this doesn't this sounds like it doesn't make sense when you think about the key to stopping Ole Miss's offense and that Chad Kelly pass tag may actually be stopping the run. Because as you mentioned, Ole Miss isn't bad at running the ball, but they're not great. And if you completely shut down that aspect of the game, you make them even more one-dimensional than they want to be, which plays in LSU's hands from the matchup standpoint that we just talked about. It allows Arden Key and those guys to really pin their ears back and get – and get after the quarterback. And on top of that, Deke, you lose all ability to control the clock. Yep. So even, And this is something I'm intrigued to see tonight. If Ole Miss does indeed come out like they have in these other big matchups, they come out hot, they get uh, get a 14-point lead, something along those lines, I want to see how LSU responds. Do they panic? Or, like the teams that have managed to overcome the Rebels in, earlier this season, do they just kind of stick to the plan? to just not get outside themselves, end up slowly but surely climbing back because Ole Miss can't take any time off. And that is
1: another key, too, T-Bob, because I'm sure Coach always told the team that don't get down because second half has killed Ole Miss. They've been outscoring the second half of seven games this season, 122-87. to 87. Wow. Yeah, that's a difference of 35. So we'll get more on Ole Miss and LSU. got some Ole Miss experts coming up, plus we'll hear my weekly conversation with Coach Ed Orgeron, our game breakdown. And T-Bob's Keys to the Game and Prediction. Count you down. It's the Magnolia Bowl. LSU and no Ole Miss tonight here on WWL.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.